Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Benjamin Hampton. Benjamin is a son to his heavenly and earthly father, a husband to his wonderful wife, father to his four incredible kids, a collaborator, and a hope dealer. He has been in the people business for well over 20 years. He serves in both volunteer and professional capacities across a wide spectrum. Welcome to the podcast, Benjamin. Thank you so much, Gigi. I'm glad to be here. Honored. And we are honored to have you. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you're from? Sure. So I'm currently living in a small island in the South Pacific. So if there's any issues with our connection today, I do apologize in advance. It's not my fault since I don't own the internet company here. But uh, I am from the United States originally. I'm currently married to a girl who's from overseas. And I say currently married as though that's a thing that could be changing. It's not. I'm just making mention as to where I'm at and why. <laughs> she's, she's from here, which is how I ended up being here. We've been married 15 years, have four kids. Uh, you know, it's been an interesting fusion of things. So my kids are true American Samoans because their dad's a U.S. citizen. Their mother's a Samoan from the independent island of Samoa, which is not American Samoa. So she's a U.S. national. And uh, yeah, we've been here for about five years now. After having been married 10 years, we've been down here for the last five. So it's been an interesting journey to say the least. And uh, it's just great to be here with you and, and connect and uh, some of the cool nexus points that you and I have with some various coaching programs and, and mentors that we've shared. It's, it's just cool how it's all worked out. That is amazing. Thank you, Benjamin. Now, can you explain your hope principle to us and explain your definition of hope? Absolutely. So hope is something that many times people use in a maybe kind of way. Like, I hope I can get home today and mow the grass. You know, I hope maybe someday we can, we can have enough money as a couple to retire to an island community somewhere. I hope that my boss won't get, get mad at me today. I hope that it's a maybe thing, right? It's like, and many times it's said in a way that we, we really don't think it'll ever happen, but man, I sure hope it would. That'd be so, that'd be so nice if it could, you know, but the hope that I want to share and the hope that I do share with people is a knowing hope. It's a sure hope. It's, a, it's, 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 as, it's as tangible and as real as anything could ever be. And I, I draw that definition of hope from my source of hope, which is, which is God in heaven, my heavenly father. And my heavenly father gives me words in his, in his written testament to me that allows me to know some things. And when, when those of us that have a connection with him know some things, we can share those, not, share those things that we know with others. And we don't know them because it's in us. We, we know them because we are in him. And he is the one that, that guides. He is the one that informs. He is the one that directs these things. And so I know there's people listening to this today, perhaps that, don't know him in that way that are not known of him in that way or not are not connected in that relational uh, way that I'm describing but I just want to encourage you if you don't please consider uh, taking that step please consider yielding yourself to that direction and guidance in your life and many times people that have uh, a view like I'm describing can be can be viewed on the fringe they can be viewed as as zealots as as uh, you know, maybe a, a easily controlled sheep, if you will. But I'm, I'm here to tell you that those that think 
following Christ in a, in a, as a disciple is an easy path, I encourage you just to try it. Try it for yourself and see how, see how easy it is. It's not easy. It's, it, it is simple, but it is not easy. And so the source of hope, the, the, source, the source that I draw from is the source that's been given to me by my Father through the Word. And when, when I've taken those steps that have been directed in that way and seen the results, I can, I can attest to the fact that, that it is real, that, that doing things His way works Got, being guided and directed in his path and, and taking action on the, on the things that he instructs me to do and he instructs us as humans to do works every time. Now, it may not happen instantly, but there, it, there is a sure thing in that it will happen. It's just a matter of when. It's not if. It's a matter of when. So when we talk about hope, we're talking about something that is a definite, sure thing that will have a result. It's just, it's just we're not sure when it will happen or how, but we just know beyond a doubt that it is and it will be. Amen. Can you explain the importance of trusting God's timing? Sure. Um, as an example, I'll, I'll give you just from my journey, I, I briefly touched on, I have things that I know God's instructed me to do and, and I'm in the process of doing, but I had no way anticipated it would happen the way it's happening. My, my wife got a phone call literally in the middle of a John Maxwell presentation with John presenting and Nick Vujicic presenting in Pensacola, Florida, where we were. I was in a job that I'd been at for 10 plus years. Well, in, in, I've been in, in an industry for 13 plus years, but I was at the job where I was at almost 10 years. And literally in a matter of one minute with that phone call, everything shifted. That, that call took us out into the hallway of the, of the, of the uh, large civic center we were at at the time. My wife's collapsing. I'm, I'm holding her up from falling, falling on the ground. Her, she found out her dad was uh, either dying or dead. Uh, it, was, it was like one of those movie moments where just time kind of, ooh, everything just goes into slow motion and you're, and you're hearing things and you're experiencing things and it's all just literally moment by moment in a, in a, in a very, very uh, long drawn out time, time window. And, and within we caught the next earliest, the next available flight we could down here. There's only two flights a week. And uh, I knew then what I know now, which is what I'm supposed to be doing, but I didn't know how it would happen. And here I am five years later from that moment, thinking that I initially was only going to be down here for the funeral and then go back home. And that shifted from, the funeral going back home to being here to a year, a year to 18 months. And here we are a year to 18 months extended to five years. And with COVID-19 going on right now, for those that are maybe listening into the future of this episode, there is no telling when, when flights will actually begin to resume from here. This, this is the only place in the, in the United States, uh, contiguous U S and even the territorial U S that does not yet have a case of COVID-19 here. People are freaked out about it. They're nervous to open flights back up. And we've had flights incoming to this Island shut down since, uh, October, I believe October, November timeframe. So to trust the timing of God is to, despite anything that's going on and to, and to tie that in with the hope idea, God has given me specific things I'm to be doing that will be happening for me, but the timeline has shifted dramatically from what I thought was going to happen to what has happened. But to trust him in that is to know that 
the hope that he's put in me will come to pass. But in the meantime, to stay faithful to doing the, the daily tasks and the daily minute by minute things that I know I'm supposed to be doing, uh, that's, that's the challenge while yet waiting for the train that's supposed to be coming into the station and not quite knowing when I'm going to hear that whistle coming, coming and, the, and the train rumbling down the tracks. But God's timing is perfect. Uh, it's interesting. Some of the things that I'm doing right now feed into the mission that I knew God had given me to, to accomplish, but I didn't expect it happening in the way that it's happened. So as, as I'm making steps in obedience moving forward as things he's laid on my heart to do and things that he's, he's shown me to do through various, through various avenues and people that he's brought into my life, I'm seeing how that thing he's telling me to do that I was like, okay, I'm not really sure uh, why and I'm not wanting to do this, but if you say I'm going for it, these things are happening and the, and the, and the bigger mission picture is coming into view in a, in a, in some ways that I didn't expect. And, and actually, Oh, surprisingly that would work better than what I was thinking it would, it would, it would work out to be. Isn't that amazing? So he actually knows, Oh, he knows and he's guiding. Oh, and yes, the mission's still the same. And Oh, this is a faster way to do it. Oh, I never would have thought that. So <laughs> Just surrender and move forward, and God's timing will will come to pass. And the things He's given you in your heart will will come out and will and will come to fruition. It's just a matter of how and when. But you can trust it, and it works. And it's it's a great place of peace to be in. If you visualize a hammock swinging by the ocean, just wrapped around you tightly, and you just the breeze is blowing, you can be like, "Hey, I'm in God's hammock, man. I'm I'm relaxed. I'm in I'm in the middle. I hear the waves." I may see some storms come by on the beach and maybe some big waves coming up, but I'm, I'm in a little covering over here. I'm, I'm in a little bubble and I can just keep on doing the hammock thing and just relax and let, and let him tell me when it's time to do the next thing. But I'm still, I'm still just going to keep on swaying. Amen. First and foremost, I want to say I'm so sorry to hear about your wife's father and also that I agree with you in regards to God's timing. So thank you so much for sharing that. Benjamin. Absolutely. And now can you explain to us what the hope factor is? Yes. So the hope factor is exactly that. It's something that literally four weeks ago, five weeks ago now, uh, I had no intention of doing, was not planning to do. Uh, I knew God had, had told me to get some books written and those books have, have formed and, and taken shape. And I'll share some of that framework with, with the audience here. But uh, the, the hope factor was something that as a, as a podcast platform and a, and a video platform is, is the ability to share people's stories, to share people's journeys, to share people's experience of hope in their life and a way for them to give the audience hope for their life, to, to have, have a person that can come on that will resonate with certain people out there in ways that I myself won't, but they will, and they will connect with their message. They will connect with their story and they'll say, Hey, if that person Joe Schmo can make it. If Sally, if Sally Smith can make it, I can make it too. If, because they're, what they're talking about is something that I'm in the middle of right now, but they're 10 years past that. They're 15 years into it. They're six months into it. I'm just, I'm just getting blasted by this thing right now. And so we can bring stories and, and interviews forward with guests that have, that have experiences to share and also action steps to help people implement in their own life, in their own sphere personally, that they can also then share with their own sphere of influence once they're, once they're able to experience it personally. That's what we're doing through the hope factor. So we're getting their story, getting their journey, 
giving the, giving the audience actionable steps that they can take and use in their life immediately. And it's just been a great thing. And, and it will feed into the, the process of the books because the books are also a collaborative process. Um, there's going to be four in quotes professionals for each of these three books. I was thinking once again, the, the book thing, I, I had no intention of writing a book. I had no intention of authoring anything. I was not, that was not on my radar at all, but it was like very clear. I supposed to, it's like, okay, I, I guess I'll do that. So I'm investing money. I'm investing time in this. And, and when, when the, the, the process started moving forward, I was like, you know, there's more than one book here. This is not just it. And I'm like more than one book. Come on, God, why are you doing me like that? <laughs> I didn't want to do one. Now you got me going to three. Come on. Uh, and, but, but it was, it was very clear what it's supposed to be. And it goes back to my own story to a degree. Um, <clears throat> I noticed there was a, common thread with people who have gone through suffering. Let's grab a drink here quick. And I noticed that those people that had gone through suffering who'd walked through a fire were people I could recognize from a distance and I could recognize in the way they talked and the way they related because I myself had gone through some fires. And I, I, was, I was noticing this, this common thread and it seemed like the people who were the most effective, who were the most successful, who are doing the most, being the most for others, had had gone through some incredible tragedies, either private or public or both, and but yet they here they were on the other side of it. So I start I started just calling these people firewalkers in my own mind. I said that 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 guy's a firewalker. That 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 lady's a firewalker. They've been through some stuff. They've been through some stuff that's shifted who they are, and they're they're a totally different person now. And I knew myself from my own journey. I was shifted incredibly through some through some various things and a series of different series of events and you know speaking to trusting god and and walking through a process I and mean, there was some dark times there were some rough long-term tunnel times and i had no idea when that tunnel would ever end it didn't seem like it was ever going to end at the time and it's still i'm still journeying through it in some ways but those those deep dark valley times that i went through were thankfully for a purpose and for a plan. And I knew they would, I knew they would be in my head, but to experience it and walk through that was an entirely different uh, perspective on the whole thing. And so I started noticing these people were firewalkers, right? And so I thought, man, that'd be a, that'd be a, that's, that's what I got. That's the book I'm supposed to write. I'm supposed to write a book about firewalkers and what that means. And then as I, as I was thinking through the process, like, no, there's, there's more, there's more to this fire thing. There's, 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 there's also those that are fire seekers, there's those like myself who have something that really ignites their spirit, ignites their soul, but yet their, you know, their purpose, if you will, but they have yet to discover it. And they're looking for that. They're like, okay, I'm a person. I, I kind of know who I am. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do in life. I'm not, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to bring to life. It's not just working a job and making money and buying a house and buying a car and you know, material things that there's more to it. There's not just volunteering here. It's not just doing these things. There's, there's more to it. What am I really here for? What's that fire? What's that thing that I'm supposed to be? So they're seeking, they're, they're a fire seeker. And then, and the third piece of this, of this came together when I moved down here. Um, I knew about this for a long time, but I never, I never really knew about it like I do now. And that is, that is the fire dancer. There, this is the place in the world where fire, the fire dance originated. As a matter of fact, when I first moved here, I met the very man whose father was the very first fire dancer ever. The, the family name is Latuli, L-E-T-U-L-I. 
L-E-T-U-L-I, Latuli. And the, the man who started the fire dance was actually using a fire knife that they used without fire. And he thought, you know, how do I, how do I spice this thing up for, for the, the, the viewing audience? And what if I, what if I wrap a rag around it and light, light the thing on fire and spin this, fire, spin this knife? And now it's not just a, and now it's just a knife dance. It's a, it's a fire knife dance. And so the whole, the whole fire knife movement, if you will, which has become global, uh, was started by this man that came from this very island of, of American Samoa. The name of the island is Tutuila. So this man lives here. His house is literally right down the road from where I'm sitting talking to you right now. And I thought, you know, how does that tie in with this, this whole concept of fire? And I thought, fire is dangerous. Fire is destructive. But a person that's doing a fire dance is taking something that's destructive and that's something that's potentially dangerous and harmful. And they're, they're artfully using it and manipulating it and displaying it in an artful way. These, these guys will literally put it on their tongues. They'll, have the, they'll, have the, they'll, they'll lay down on the ground on their back, put their feet upwards uh, like, like they're doing, like they're doing a, a weightlifting uh, leg press. And they'll hold, they'll hold the fire knife lit up on both ends on, on their feet. In, in the midst of their routine, and people are like, whoa, how are they not burning the heck out of themselves, you know? And, and it's crazy to watch, but it, it, is, it is potentially dangerous, but it's artful and it's beautiful. And the people that, that are, are masters at it, they will get that, that fire knife spinning extremely fast. And there's, there's, there's techniques I'm learning myself is actually with me and my sons as to how to do that. But, but my thought was, as it ties in with the, with the book framework, is there are people who are fire walkers, there are people who are fire dancers, there are people who are fire seekers. And I believe that every single one of us, if we're to truly come into that person that we are meant to be, must go through all three of those stages. We must know what our passion is. We must seek it first to find it. We, we must go through fire to be prepared to embrace that, that passion, that, that purpose that we are to have. And thirdly, we must become masters at what our purpose is in our life. Now, some of us start off in, in one of those three in different ways, and, and we, but we must go through all three of them. They're not, they're not in a particular order. You know, for me personally, I started off in the fire walking stage. I, I found myself in the midst of some crazy, crazy junk, stuff that many people I've, I've met and still to this day don't really know many that have ever gone through anything similar exactly. But, you know, that was my journey. That was my fire I had to go through to be prepared to then embrace the seeking of what my fire was, to seek my, my passion, uh, to, to be that fire seeker. And then as, I, as I'm moving forward in process, I'm becoming that fire dancer that can, that can artfully display what, is, what has become part of my life and part of my journey. And so these books will feature 13 different, different stories in each book, my own story, in each of those stages as illustrated uh, three additional coaches, trainers, speakers, people with various programs that people can plug into. And then the rest of those stories, the rest of the, the rest of the nine stories will be individuals whose life and story are illustrative of that particular theme of fire walker, fire seeker, or fire dancer. And so it's going to be a way that similar to like a chicken soup for the soul format where we have a variety of stories, but around a central theme opposed to just scattered random things like, like you'll find a chicken soup for the soul format. So there'll be a dedicated format. There will be individuals that may, may well likely be part of the hope factor. I haven't even met yet whose stories will be included in the book. So it'll be a co-authored collaborative project, a trilogy, the, the forged in fire trilogy or forged by fire trilogy rather. And, it will be illustrating the fire walker, the fire dancer, and the fire seeker. And if you try to order them, it'd be probably fire 
fire seeker, fire walker, and fire dancer. But once again, you don't know where you're going to fall in that process. But I want people to know that there is a process, there is a purpose, and and also because like we already talked about, we don't know the def that the, there's no defined timeline for any of these as people are moving forward in their journey. To to know that it's okay if you're stuck in that fire walker stage and your life sucks right now. Sorry to to say. Uh, use a crude term, but life, there's no other way to describe it. Life just sucks right now. And it sucked for a long time. And those of you that are going through some of this COVID stuff, you, you, you're see, you're experiencing fires and you're walking through things you've never walked through before. You're, you're dealing with stuff you never knew you'd ever have to deal with. You're seeing things that are happening around you in your communities, in your own personal family, in your own health, perhaps that you never expected, but know that it's for a purpose and know that there are Two other stages that you yourself can go through if you choose to, to fully embrace that journey and become a fire dancer through this process. And also know, be encouraged that once you go through that stage, it's going to happen again. Because once you get through walking one, one fire and getting strengthened and built up through that journey and through that, through that trial, your creator's like, all right, you ready for the next set? Here you go. Hit it. <laughs> and you go right you go right back under load you go right back in that fire and many times there's multiple fires you're going through for different purposes but i just feel if if i knew in my heart and in my mind that as i was going through that fire that it was part of a bigger picture a bigger framework that was simple but yet understandable like i'm sharing with people through these three spheres through these three facets of looking at it that i would have felt a lot better going through it than i did so i want to encourage those of you listening or watching today there is this framework that exists and it's illustrated by the lives of people all around you it's illustrated by your own life so figure out what stage that you're in figure out what stage you've yet to go through and don't don't be fearful of it you know one of the one of the terms from uh from sports that and 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 the workout sphere that i that would kind of speak to this is embrace the suck embrace it realize that it's there and and if you embrace it and look at it as look at it as a way to grow rather than to die slowly look at it as an opportunity to be strengthened it will work itself out faster and better for you than if you just dread it and hate every second of it rather than embrace it and say what can i learn from this how can i grow through this what am i not learning why am i still stuck in the same situation it's like the, the, the test will continue to be there until you pass the test and then the next test comes and then you've got to stay in that one until you pass the test. So the faster you can assess why it's there and the faster you can learn and grow through that, that test and that trial, that fire, the faster you'll be ready to go on to the next stage and become the master and become the fire dancer of that, of that situation. Excellent. I love it. Thank you for sharing that, Benjamin. Now, what has given you the most joy and fulfillment in your life? Man, the most joy and fulfillment for me has, has been first connecting with my creator personally and then, and then becoming a creator personally as a father and as a husband to be, to be able to be a, a co-creator with God in, the, in my children, to see them be, be born, to see their personalities, to see their unique giftings, to, to be part of of helping to shape and craft that and encourage their strengths and encourage their um their genius if you will and you know i'm just i'm just beyond blessed to to be able to to be in, in this position as a father and as a husband and, and as a as a as a son of the father 
Amen. That is wonderful. Now, hope seems to mean a lot to you, Benjamin. Can you explain to the audience why hope is significant? Oh, man. Uh, it's been a word that God put in my heart years ago, and names are really important to me. And when we were looking through names for our kids, um, I never had looked up my wife's name. For whatever reason, I never, I never looked at it. I knew what my name meant. Uh, my, my father... Uh, growing up would always talk to me about the meaning, the meaning of my name. And he would share the purpose behind his giving it to me. And for those of you that don't know the, the background of my name, Benjamin was the son of a father who very much favored the wife that the son was born from. Now I'm not in agreement with that. Um, uh, I'm not in agreement of favoring one wife for another. You should love all your wives the same. All wives should have the same amount of love. I'm just kidding. <laughs> my, <laughs> I want to have a bunch of kids and my wife's like, hey, you've only got four. We ain't having no more. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to get another wife then because I'm supposed to have at least seven. I'm, sh I'm sure of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I think you should love all your wives the same. You shouldn't, shouldn't, uh, shouldn't discriminate. But no, there was a man named named uh, Jacob and Jacob had two wives and the, the wife that was his favorite wife. Now granted he was tricked into taking one instead of the other. So really can we put that on Jacob as being the bad guys really is his tricky uncle is what it boiled down to. But anyway, <laughs> he had two wives. This is in ancient times. For those of you that are just listening in for the first time, he had two wives, the one he loved and couldn't have any kids with for the longest time. And the other one he really didn't care too much about. He had a bunch with, <laughs> he had, he had a bunch of sons with her, but he had 12 with one and none with the first until, until one day he did, he did have a child and they named him Joseph and Joseph was his favorite son. He let all the, let all the other boys know it. They hated him because of it. And, and they decided to get rid of Joseph and Joseph got sent off to Egypt. They told their dad that he got killed by wild animals. And, and here's the proof. Here's his bloody clothes, dad. And dad, dad, Jacob, like, Oh man, uh, my favorite son is dead. And then he ends up having another son named Benjamin. There's a whole story behind Joseph going away and so on. Uh, my, my, my second son is actually, um, well, I won't go into that story, but the, to, keep, to keep with the story here, uh, Benjamin was the second son, and Benjamin was the one that, that Jacob looked to to carry on the legacy that was lost in his first son. So, so Ben in Hebrew means son, and Hamin means of, the, of my right hand. So when people say, well, what do you prefer, Ben or Benjamin? To me, I, I used to think, Benjamin was an old person's name. So I would never go with Benjamin as a kid. I was like, just call me Ben. My name's Ben. And I didn't realize at the time, you know, that the power I was, I was taking away from what was being spoken to me, spoken over me as my name was called. And so in, in recent years, it's been like, no, my name is Benjamin. I am the, I'm the son of the right hand. So to Jacob, that meant this is the son that I will pass on my inheritance to. This is the son that I will pass on my, my influence to, my, my power to. And, I, and I'm resting a lot of responsibility on this son of mine. So for me to have the name Benjamin is, is very powerful. And, and I, I'm, I'm doing all I can to, to grow into what, that, what that's supposed to mean. But back to, the, back to the names, I'm looking through my wife's name. And I'm like, let me look up my wife's name. I never even looked this up. I can't believe it. My wife's name is Nadia. Now, for a Samoan person to have that name is very odd because the names here don't sound anything like that. <laughs> and and the name people's names here literally can be an entire phrase 
like their their name can be a sentence mm-hmm. and even a small paragraph I've seen, I'm like, uh, what does this name mean? Can you please explain it to me? And it could be a passage of, it could be a portion of scripture. It could be like a long meaning of something that has to do with their village or something. But my, my wife's dad chose to name her Nadia. And he liked, he liked the name Nadia because he saw Nadia Komenich perform as a gymnast and be the perfect 10. So, Hey, I got a perfect 10 baby. Right, right from right from the cradle. Uh, so Nadia was my wife's name, and and was given to her. But Nadia in Russian means hope. Wow, that is amazing. And I found this out years after I realized that that was a word that God had put in me for 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 a purpose. And in, in the time that I met my wife, it was in the midst of that dark tunnel journey I was describing earlier. And I truly had. No one I could I could really connect with on a close level. I was fearful of connecting with people on a close level with with a new version of what was going on in my life because what would they think? How would they react? Is this is this something I can build a future on? Because I was being told things in the physical realm and my me, in 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 the medical and and mental uh, experts of the day were saying, "Hey, you're broken. You're never you're never going to be fixed. You are chronically ill, and you can forget about." the future. Your life will suck. And here's how, here's all the ways it will suck. And this will be passed on to your children. You're going to live with this for the rest of your, rest of your days. Just, just bank on it. And there was nothing available to me at the time that said anything, anything otherwise. So I met her in that time of hopelessness. In a time of hopelessness, God put hope in my path in the form of my wife and, and blessed me in that way. And so, you know, we've been journeying forward and now we've got kids of our own. All the things that I was told by the medical experts was false. It was not true. I was able to take, take some steps myself after exhausting all things in the, in the conventional traditional medical field. And within, within literally six to nine months, all the, all the big levers had been pulled and things were entirely different in my health, in my health picture. Thank God. But I had, I had to go through a long journey to figure that out. And it was, it was, many years I'm talking I'm talking uh, roughly 12 years 12 years of journeying through uh, that stage to come out to their side with healing but I never would have learned what I learned during that time had I not been so aggressively seeking for answers I had the question that had to get answers and God was not beaming anything down to me he was dead silent I was like okay father God daddy you're killing me here. I'm asking for direction. I'm asking for guidance and I'm not getting anything. You got to tell me something. Dead silence. Okay, come on. I'm, I'm going to keep asking you. I'm, I'm telling you every day, many times a day, God, why? God, why? God, why? Well, God's like, you'll figure it out. And I can't, I can't give you the answers to the test. One, one phrase that I learned uh, as a, as a, as a touchstone, if I would have known at that time, I would have probably felt better about as well, which is the teacher is always silent during the time of the test. That is correct. And so that's what, that's what was happening. God had prepared me. God had grown me. God had groomed me to be what I needed to be for the test that I was about to go through. And while the test is being given, the teacher's silent and he sees if the student has been able to apply what's been given to them through their time of learning during the test. 
And so that's what I was going through. And, and, and that's the kind of hope that I'm talking to you about in the audience today. If you are going through something right now, know that you have been prepared and equipped to go through this and come out the other side better. As we talked about earlier though, it's up to you to decide how quickly that happens in many cases. The quicker you get on board with what you're to learn, the quicker you apply what it is that you're learning, the faster that stage comes to an end. And once again, <laughs> get ready for the next one. But at least you're through that first one. Amen. I love it. Now, Benjamin, how did you make the decision to choose the vocation you did? I've always been in the people business, and that takes many forms. Uh, God's made me to be a connector with people. God's made me to be uh, a learner and a, and, a, and a student of people. And that's allowed me to do many things professionally in, in the sales field. I, I personally believe, contrary to many people's thinking on the word sales, that everything is sales. Everything that we do, every, everything that we do with other people has an element of sales in it. And when I say sales, I'm, I'm describing an exchange that's happening. There are ideas that are exchanged every day. There are concepts that are exchanged every day. There are commodities, there's services, there's products. All of those are exchanges though. And in the exchange, there's, there's someone who is either buying into the exchange and they're, and they're a fan of it or they're, or they're refusing the exchange or saying, I'm not a fan of that. That's a sale. That's a process of something happening either for or, or, or against a person's uh, likes and dislikes. And so that's, that's why I do what I do. I, I, I've been called and, uh, to be a connector. I've been called to be a collaborator. I've been created and crafted to do that. And so I'm able to do that through so many different ways now. And, and you know, even more things are coming down, down the line. So uh, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's, that's what's happened. <laughs> it's crazy I tell you it's weird and here you are you've overcame so much God is truly great I love it now did you experience an aha moment on your life journey Benjamin oh boy there's been so many of them um, and I, I feel like if people aren't experiencing those aha moments like oh I never thought of this that way oh I never knew that oh I'm just I'm just shocked at this new information. If you're not experiencing those, you're not paying attention. So many people are going through life asleep in a stupor. They're, they're just, they're just kind of existing. And, you know, I, I want to encourage people to be fully alive, be paying attention. All the things that are going on right now in your life, there's, there should be a lot of people right now in this time of COVID-19 for the last six, eight months in people's lives, they should be experiencing some, whoa, I never thought of this. Whoa, I never knew this. Man, boy, if I'd gotten this wrong. And, and you know, what are you going to do with that? You know, what, what is your action going to be as a result of that new, that new thought? I mean, so I, I encourage you, be awake and be, be willing to bring those things into your experience and, and into your awareness and, and do something with it. Don't just, don't just have the, the shock without having some follow-up to, to mitigate or to navigate around that thing. Use, use that energy for yourself. In, in the world of martial arts, uh, they, teach, they teach very uh, extensively on, on essentially using your opponent's energy against them yourself. So in judo in particular, if someone comes at you to, to try to throw you or to engage you, 
you want to do all you can to convert their momentum against them. And so as, as things are coming at you in life, take that, take that, that force, take that energy and convert it, help it to go somewhere else, help it to have a purpose, help it to have a, a, a benefit by, to you by coming through you or coming through your life. Very have those moments and, and take something away. Very powerful message. I love it. Now, Benjamin, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose? So my best advice would be simply ask the creator of you what you're here for if you don't know. If you do know and you've been fighting it, stop fighting it. Just go with it. Because I promise you, if you just allow yourself to be moved and to be guided and to be directed, you will have the peace and the joy and the fulfillment that you really truly seek. And everyone does. But so often we feel like we, the all-knowing us, can know exactly what that's supposed to be like. And we're going to do it ourselves because, by God, that's how I am. I do things for me. I know what I want. I know what I'm about. And, and I'm here to tell you, you don't. And if you have something coming to, I mean, you may know in part, but you don't know in the fullness. Like I said, I, I know some things because it's been told, told to me to do, but I wasn't aware of how the best move, move it forward, but he does. And that's the thing. So the, the first, in a nutshell, this means get connected. Get connected to who is meant to guide and direct you, who has crafted you, who has formed you, architected you, engineered you for a specific task and purpose. That doesn't mean there's multiple things you can't do. There are. But I'm talking about getting connected and, can, and tied in with the best, most optimum version of what it is you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to be involved in because everything will flow. Everything will click. We, in, in, the, in the performance and, and success space, we talk about the idea of flow state being in a flow, <clears throat> that's where everything is just gelling. Everything is just moving. Everything is just easy. And it's easy because it's natural to you. It's, it's, it's synaptic. It doesn't take any thought to happen. It's just bam, there. So when you are connected with your maker, when you're connected and, and, and surrendered to do what he directs you to do, you will be in flow state all the time in everything. And it's, 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 it's a rush. It's a high, like nothing I can, I can ever <laughs> compare it to people. People may, may uh, have highs from other things, but I'm telling you the Jesus high never comes down. There is no, there is no, uh, uh, what's, what's, what's the, what's the, what's the thing people go through I mean, I'm at, when, when they're, when they're coming off of something, they're, they're detoxing or, you know, whatever they're, they're coming, they're coming off of, off of something that that's, that's, you know, giving them, giving them something that they, they come down and, and they crash. There's no crashing with Jesus. You, you get, you get high and you stay high as long as, as long as you keep being obedient. Now we, we can crash ourselves, but he's never going to let us down. And, and, when, and when he's directly and guiding, we're there. So get connected first. And then, and then when, once you get connected, just get cracking, be busy, do what it is that you're supposed to be doing and just keep doing it. And I'm telling you, when you're connected, and when and when you're when you're cracking and you're making connections with things around you, you're supposed to be, I mean, it's just it's a beautiful thing. Amen. Now, lastly, I want to say congratulations to you, Benjamin. I know you will be launching your Hope Factor podcast soon. Can you let yes. the audience know when it will be launching and where they can find you? Absolutely. So we're we're already live. If you want to find us, 
on, on any, any of the podcast platforms out there, Apple, Spotify, uh, iHeart, iHeartRadio, uh, about 10 or 12 that I know of right now, they're already out there. We're already live. You can find, you can find us there. The Hope Factor is the only one in, in the podcast space that I'm aware of. Uh, if you like, if you like what you've heard today, this is the kind of things we're going to be, we're going to be covering, not, not strictly spiritual by no means. We're going to be covering a broad spectrum of things in business and in, and health and wellness and, and any, any way that we can infuse hope in, in the lives and, 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 uh, and ears and hearts of our audience. That's what we're going to do. We want, we want to bring a holistic approach to people's, uh, spirit, mind and body. And I put them in that order because we are spiritual beings living having an existence as a soul in the frame of a body it's our vehicle and going through life many times we, we we reverse that we say body soul spirit but truly it's spirit soul body and so we want to we want to encourage and speak to people on, on all levels and we want to help them get to that ultimate level of spirit first uh, and foremost but but not necessarily first and foremost for them they may not be ready for that but we want to encourage and build build life into them uh, give, the, give them some great stuff. So you can go there, the Hope Factor. You can find us. You can leave us a review. You can you can give us a rating. Uh, we're currently soft launching between July 12th and August 12th. August 12th will be our official launch. We're going to get as many episodes in there as we can with as many different people as we can that are going to be bringing actionable steps to a particular topic. Each episode will address a particular topic and then action steps that can be taken within that topic so people can right away from the episode go away with their, with their own life, with their own situation and apply those things and, 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 and be a help to themselves and be a help to others as a byproduct. And uh, so if you like that idea, um, we'll be putting some mini episodes up, <clears throat> kind of fleshing those steps out between now and August 12th. And August 12th will be our official launch. We've already got uh, two interviews locked in. The editing and the processing has to go into that. Uh, we we want to have between three and, and five others at, at launch. Um, these don't have any particular length to them. They can be short, they can be long. Uh, some will be long ones that are broken up into multiple episodes. So we don't have any set framework that's gotta be it. It's gotta be locked in on a 45 minute commute time, for example. I mean, most of you guys that are out there right now that did commute either are not commuting right now and may never be uh, for the particular work you're doing before. So this is, this is meant to give as much as we can, extract as much juice from those those guests that we have that can be that can be flowing right to you, uh, to your consciousness as as a listener, as a viewer. Uh, we also can be found on YouTube and our YouTube channel, The Hope Factor, and everything that we do in the uh, interview space will be there in video format. Uh, audio will be in the podcast side, so you can find us in both places. Please review, please like, share, subscribe, all the things that can help us push these. Uh, messages out to people through as many avenues as possible. Very powerful. And ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Benjamin's YouTube channel, The Hope Factor, and his Hope Factor podcast, which can be found on Apple, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. And Benjamin, thank you so much for sharing your story and for sharing your helpful advice and tips. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm honored to be here and I'm, I'm excited for your podcast and your platform that's moving forward here. So cool to be able to find you and see that you're launching too. Like, hey, you're launching. Hey, I'm launching. Hey, we're doing this. Let's do this together. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Thank you so much for being a guest. I'm truly excited and honored to have you. Hey, honor is all mine. I, I promise you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a blessed day, Benjamin. You as well. Thank you.